This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Scott Aaron. Scott, how are you doing today? Greg, thank you so much uh, for allowing me to, to share the space with you and just honored and grateful to be here. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, before we get started, why don't you tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's a, it, It's a loaded question because, actually, you know what? What I wanted to be when I, when I wanted to grow up, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. And that was before I realized that being 5'9", white, and Jewish did not play to my <laughs> advantage. But, but up until I realized that, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Could you dunk? No, not even close. Oh, me neither. So I'm right there. I was, <laughs> a, I, was a, I was a shooter. I was a three-point shooter. That's what my – I was not a – I was an outside the arc type guy. I was a I was a deadly shooter from the outside. You were Steph Curry before Steph Curry, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. He's following in my footsteps right now. Yeah. There we go. Let's go with that. <laughs> well, what were some of your favorite subjects or hobbies while in school? Uh, public speaking. I remember taking a, a public speaking course my senior year of high school and uh, my sophomore year of college. And I I always lo- I was a very sociable person, so I loved love speaking in front of people. I, I never got nervous doing that. I, I always loved engaging crowds. And from a, a more educational standpoint, still am to this day always intrigued by history. I I love knowing things. And I know a lot of facts about things that a lot of people maybe wouldn't know. It's just that's it's useful, but sometimes not useful things. But <laughs> there's something like when you learn about history of something or the meaning of how something got started, it's so amazing because that was a present moment at that time where it wasn't history yet. And I love the fact that history is being made every single day and we're living in those moments. Yeah, that's really great. I have a lot of useless, useless facts around cars, as you'll find in a little bit. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, cars are one of my passions, too, so we'll, we'll definitely hit it off there. Awesome, awesome. Well, what was your first actual real job where you got a paycheck and felt like you had some responsibilities? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it I had responsibilities. My parents wanted me to, to, to get a job. So when I was 15, I started working at a like a local tchotchke shop that sold, you know, de- decor for houses and cards. Uh, and then they actually had a whole section where they did dry fruits and candy. And my job was actually to bag and weigh the fruit and candy. And I guess I was really good at it because the owner told me I was the fastest bagger he'd seen in 20 years. And <laughs> wow. Well, when I'm shown how to do something, I, it's just one of those things. If you teach me how to do something, I, I don't master it right away, but I love practice and I love being really good at stuff. So I will practice until I'm good at it. Right. Well, it really showed at an early age with that compliment from your boss. That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, now that we know the start of your career, what do you do today? So today I'm doing nothing that has to do with anything that I learned in (laughs) college or how I got my start in the professional world. Right now I am a best-selling author, speaker, 
and I'm a business coach and human connection specialist for social media. Wow, that's really awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about what that entails and what your typical work week is like? So what that entails is I I became very passionate about human connection at a very early age. I was a very sociable person. I got bullied and picked on a lot growing up. So I learned to basically fall in love with whatever role I had. And a, a lot of the smiles that were put on the people's faces around me was at my, my own um, doing. Basically, the, the laugh was on me. But again, if, if it was making someone happy, I kind of just rolled with it. And obviously, as I became more emotionally mature, I you know became better at standing up for myself and, and becoming a man. And I always share people that, you know, the most impactful moment for me actually was something that that tore my family apart that allowed me to really step into my power of of connecting with other people. And my father was always an entrepreneur and, and he left some entrepreneurial endeavors to work for someone else in the physical rehabilitation profession. And it was there where he actually got caught up in a $9.5 million insurance fraud case. And wow. that in turn actually led my father to going to prison for two and a half years. And I was 18 and a half, almost 19 when this happened. And I was a sophomore in college. So at that time, in between my father pleading guilty and, and then getting sentenced, there was about an eight month period where he was able to still work. And at that time, he bought a, a struggling fitness club in downtown Philadelphia with the help of my two grandfathers, because I think my father and knew that eventually someone would have to take over this health club, and that was me at 19 years old. So I left the University of Pittsburgh, where I was currently, uh, or at that time, enrolled in, and I re-enrolled at Temple University in downtown Center City, Philadelphia, and at 19 years old, became an owner of of a health club. I became a business owner. And what I, what I found in being in the health and wellness industry as a gym owner, personal trainer, and sports nutritionist, which I went on to become, is that to the most successful people were the ones that not only connected with the most people, but impacted the most people in a positive way. And that's what I did my entire career, whether it was working someone out or doing their nutritional plan or just signing them up at the gym so they can look and feel better. So I tell people with good connecting skills can lead to great impact, which can lead to phenomenal influence for those around you. And that's basically what I've done my entire life. Wow, that's really amazing because you were kind of forced into a career that maybe wasn't your first choice, correct? It wasn't my choice at all. But, you know, I always share with people that in life, you're always dealt hand. And sometimes you look at that hand and you got four aces, but you also may get dealt a hand and you have a very, very crappy hand that, that you don't even think you can play. But as the saying goes in poker, you can either hold them or you can fold them. And I'm happy to tell you that no matter what has been thrown my way, whether it's been, you know, through my two divorces, whether it's been my personal bankruptcy, whether it's been my father going to prison, you know, making millions, losing millions, I have not folded a hand yet. Wow, that's really amazing. Well, if you could, could you take us from that time of owning the gym to today? Like, how did you transition into a best-selling author, speaker, and connector? So through the the repetition of personal training, which I did almost 65,000 hours worth, I also realized that that took a lot of skill in connecting and building trust and rapport with, with other people. I was introduced to an opportunity in 2013 with a network marketing company. 
And, you know, there's a lot of people that may hear the word network marketing and they think scam or pyramid or Ponzi. And I didn't believe any of that because I was psychologically unemployable. I never had a boss. I never worked for someone. I always created my own economy. And I knew about multiple streams of income. I didn't want to just get by. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I didn't want to just work to pay the bills. I wanted to create wealth so I had more choices in life for myself and my family. And I also knew that the average millionaire had five to seven streams of income. And I had one my personal training business. And a friend of mine said to me, they said, Scott, if you get sick or injured where you can't train, how are you going to make money? And I said, I didn't know. So I was open. And I and I jumped in headfirst to this network marketing opportunity. Within two years, I was able to replace my income as a personal trainer a year later with the income that I was able to create with my network marketing opportunity. And I started my coaching practice on LinkedIn. I was actually able to, and I say this, gladly file for personal bankruptcy in 2016 because I had a profitable coaching practice. I had a profitable network marketing business, but I had a failing brick and mortar. You know, my gym, the gym was my father's dream. It wasn't mine. But when I turned around and realized that I was the personal guarantor of the lease of this gym that was failing, the building was falling apart, I was on the hook for $450,000. Right. And I said to my attorney, I said, what are my options? And they said, listen, you've got these two other successful businesses. You have this one that's holding you back. You're the personal guarantor. You can A, continue to trudge along and hope Things get better. And at that time, I was losing about $2,000 a month, so I couldn't go much further. Or B, file for personal bankruptcy. And he said on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being slam dunk, 1 being don't do it, I was a 9.5. So on July 1st of 2016, I filed for personal bankruptcy. July 31st of that same year, I closed the gym. And August 1st of 2016, my life truly began because my father's dream died, mine was born. And that was doing what I wanted to do, which was helping people, connecting with people. And I had a gift. And in a, in a very saturated digital world that we currently live in on social media, I found a niche on LinkedIn. I found a place where people wanted to talk, they wanted to connect, and they were open and looking for opportunities. So right. doing what I did in the years that I spent writing up diet plans for people or workouts for people, I wrote a program to teach people how to create human connection, trust, rapport, and relationship on LinkedIn. And that is how I became a human connector and a teacher of teaching those how to create human connection for their business, their brands, and their bank accounts on LinkedIn. Wow, that's really amazing to create a business like that. You saw the the niche, the opportunity, and the need, most of all, and were able to craft it based on your experience, past experience, it sounds like. When the best businesses are actually born for creating a solution to an ever-growing problem. And I found that there was an ever-growing problem of people being socially inept in the sense that they didn't know how to connect with people anymore. They were posting and praying and they were trying to have filters on everything and opt-ins for this and click funnels for that and just trying to get people. And the best businesses are those that impact the most people. And if people were struggling financially, it's because they weren't impacting enough people. And so I set out on a mission and I continue to this day is to impact as many people as possible to influence them in a positive way where they can believe in themselves, believe in their goals, believe in the road that they're going down so they can achieve anything and everything in their life. So what does this look like from a day in and day out basis like for a client? On LinkedIn, you know, I've I've been able to kind of pull down all the cobwebs of, of what needs to be done and, and break it down 
into a very simplified system that I teach people. And day-to-day -day for me, I, I create my own schedule every day. I, I have about – I don't do any more than about three to four hours of coaching a day. That's the max. And, you know, I don't do anything before 10 a.m. My morning is dedicated to myself and my fiancé. We wake up at the same time every morning around 6 o'clock. We go to the gym. We work out. We go back. We have coffee. We make breakfast together. We talk about our day, what we're grateful for. And we begin our days at 10 o'clock. And I don't really do anything past 7 or 8 because, you know, we like to unwind and, and watch a documentary or watch a TV show that we're into. And, and that's literally how I spend my day. I'm going on vacation next week for a full seven days with my fiance and my son. And I live life by design. And that's the way that everyone should be able to live life. Yeah, that's really, really great way to look at it and a great work-life balance you have there for sure. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you are an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by Career Cluster. So Scott, we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was a basketball player, which did not happen, unfortunately. And we learned what you do today. So looking back, what would you do differently? Nothing. I can't change the past. I can only focus on what hasn't happened yet. And... Life happens on purpose. Life, life happens for a reason. So I am grateful for every single thing that I've had to experience, learn, and grow from. So I would not change anything that has happened to me for anything. That is saying a lot because you had a lot of obstacles and you know difficulties there, but it looks like you learned from them and you, you moved on and became very successful because of those experiences. You know, with, with, with great lessons, uh, comes great experience and the more experience that you become and and I share with people all the time that your failures will always open the doors to your successes there's no way to learn how to succeed until you learn how to fail first and the last thing that I always tell people is that there's millions of ways to learn how to succeed and there's only one way to fail and that's to quit and that is not in my blood I will never quit I will always find out a way and someone asked me the other day they said Scott how would you describe yourself in one word and I said resilient. So I will always find a way to overcome. Now that's a great word for you for sure. Well, let's talk about the person who would like to do what you do, which is very interesting because I don't come across many of these, a human connector specialist or human connection specialist. What advice would you give them? My advice is, is this, and there, you can't, and I'll go back to something I stated earlier in the episode. Everyone is looking for the, sh the shortcuts, the quickest way, the easiest way. And Les Brown states it best. He said, those that take the easy road end up creating a hard life. Those that take the hard road will create an easy and free-flowing life. So I am always willing to take the hardest and longest road possible to create the best life possible. So if you're that person listening to this and you're, you're doing click funnels and you're doing all these email opt-ins and you're just trying to get people, it's not going to work. No, ma no matter how advanced social media and technology become, it's still based around one thing and it's connecting with other human beings and there's no opt-in for that. There's no click funnel for that. There's no email campaign for that. You have to get in the trenches and you have to do the do to create the most impact, which if you want to create a lot of influence, if you want to create a lot of income, it's based on how many people you can impact. So again, the people that do the most will create the most and will impact the most. So there is no shortcut. Take the longest route possible because life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you sprint, you'll get burnout. You'll stop. If you treat it like a marathon, you will keep going no matter what. Right, right. And speaking of which, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Because it sounds like you probably have quite a few. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a third book right now, and I also have a, a membership site that I'm retooling and, and getting ready to relaunch, and those doors will be opening up in the, in the later fall. Uh, I'm preparing for a couple of keynotes that I have coming up in uh, September and October, and um, it's just one of those things where I'm always looking to impact people with my voice, with my knowledge, and just my, my presence. So just working on more public speaking, working on more keynotes, and, and really working from the one-to-many aspect on stage, impacting the many in the audience. That's awesome. That's really great. Well, with as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. And we don't know each other, but I'm a huge car guy, and I understand you are as well. So could you tell me, what was your first car? First car was a silver two-door Acura Integra. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Those are quite the collectible nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it was the base model, not the uh, the RS or the, uh, or the Type S, but um, it was it was a great car. It was it was called the Silver Bullet. <laughs> well, what's your dream car? Porsche 911. Oh, nice. I'm a Porsche guy, too. That's awesome. Is there any particular 911 you want? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I have a friend that has, um, he's got a, Porsche 911, the GT2 RS. I mean, wow. like, here's the thing. It's got to be drivable. And what I love about the regular 911, listen, I mean, whether it's the 911 4S, the 911 Turbo, I, I, I love the, the regular 911 because, and I, and I test drove a couple because, you know, you have to sit in it before you get it. And what I love about the 911 is that it's got sexy lines. It's, it's, a, it's a car that never goes out of style, whether you get one from the early 2000s to the, the ones they have now. It's drivable. It's pinpoint precision. It's like literally driving a go-kart. You just literally turn the wheel just an inch, hug the ground like no other. And I think, you know, Porsche, real, and listen, there's people, there's Ferrari guys, there's Lamborghini guys. I'm, I'm a Porsche because it's a car that really can blend in with an everyday driver. Um, but once you get in that car, it, it's, it's like no other experience. If you've never driven a Porsche or have never Test drove one. I highly suggest everyone to do that to experience it because it's it's a it's a once in a lifetime thing. It's just such a perfectly crafted piece of machinery from the engine to the craftsmanship, the simplicity of the car. There's no fancy doodads. There's there's no button. There's no tons of buttons. It's just it's a car that works. Yeah, that's really great. Great way to put it as well. Well, some jobs, one of the perks is having a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a cool company car based on your job, which was very interesting and fascinating. So I got you a really cool one. And where I started is looking at your profile. It mentioned LinkedIn Accelerator, how you accelerate people's success with LinkedIn. So I just went with that. I said, fastest accelerating cars, 2020. (laughs) So I landed on a real serious one for you. So I picked for you as your cool company car, the McLaren Senna. Are you familiar with this car? I am. I have a friend that has one. Oh, my goodness. I need to meet you in person and your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, website www.scotterrand.net. My podcast is on there. There's a bunch of free resources. My best-selling book is also available on there. And on social media, you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook under Scott Aaron, S-C-O-T-T-A-R-O-N. And you can also find me on Instagram. It's Scott. It's at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. And uh, I'm happy to connect with anyone and everyone that wants to reach out. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Scott. Absolutely. Again, thank you for the opportunity and and grateful for this and continued success. 
Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.